Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grombacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Ron Nakamoto. Ron, are you ready to do this? Ready to go. Excellent. Ron is the CEO of Empowered Wealth. He's working on shifting how people think about true wealth, gratitude, family leadership, legacy, and leverage in life. I'm excited to have you on. Ron, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Uh, thank you, George. I uh, was a financial advisor myself for many years, uh, uh, close to 30 years, and then uh, retired. And then, uh, I don't know if you noticed this, but in 2008, there was this little blip in the economy. <laughs> so that uh, kind of threw me back into the work world, but I decided I wanted to do something a little bit different. So now I teach, train, and coach advisors. Excellent. Okay. And... Those, those five different areas that I touched on, true wealth, gratitude, family leadership, legacy, and leverage in life, those are, those are not small, small areas at all. Those, those no, are pretty no. big things. So no. um, why don't we start and jump, jump right in, talk about true wealth, what you mean by that, how you help people to get there. Okay, sure, sure. Well, that really flows from a question that we ask people when – uh, you think about wealth, what do you think of? And, you know, most people would respond money and investments. And if they thought about a little bit more, kind of all the things that show up on a, on a financial statement. So then the follow-up question is, well, what do you value more than all that? What do you value more than money? And that opens up the conversation. And when people think about that, there's usually sort of a big three that comes up. Uh, family uh, usually is number one. Then if they think about more, they'll say their health. And the, the third one is not always the case, but uh, they'll say something like their beliefs or their values or their faith. And I, I've settled on faith as being a focus. And that typically gets the conversation going. So uh, as, it, as it evolves and uh, we work with people over long periods of time, months, years, decades even, um, that deepens into a conversation about what is happiness about, what is fulfillment about, what is meaning about in life. And usually that uh, evolves to a point where people see that money serves their, their greater happiness, their greater fulfillment, their greater meaning, rather than it all being about money. Well, I think that that is extremely valuable to have those conversations. When you're talking to somebody about that for the first time, um, mm -hmm. perhaps, and, and I think that these are, are highly applicable no matter who it is that, that you're talking to. Um, right, right. Is it is it difficult to get people to, to start peeling the layers back or... I, I see where you're going with that, George. I, I think um, most of the time it's it's in the context of telling a story. So uh, one of the things that I teach people is to tell a story that includes these elements. So we've got an actual story that we teach people, which is the story of our founder, the founder of our firm, and how he came upon these ideas. 
And that story has been, uh, let's, let's just say we've taken some artistic license with that story in order to have it uh, match uh, further what we now teach uh, so that it didn't evolve uh, sequentially in quite the way we tell it now. So it's more of a parable than anything else, but it is a story about true wealth as we describe it, and it talks about uh, how he sat next to a woman on an airplane and got into a conversation about what do you do and how do you do it and that sort of thing. Uh, and it ultimately involves describing wealth in four different areas, uh, one being financial, another being uh, what we call core, which is, the, uh, which is family, health, and faith. And then there's a third, which we call experience, which is the learning, the uh, the knowledge, the know-how, and ultimately the wisdom and insight that comes from living a life fully. And then there's a fourth, which we call contribution, which is um, the joy and, and the experience of contributing to the well-being of others. And uh, that in its totality is how we model true wealth. Nice. What is at risk for people who don't step back and take a personal inventory and think about what's most important to me beyond just material possessions or money? If somebody doesn't do that and they don't pursue meaning, what what would you say is at risk? Um, that's a good question, George. I, 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 what came to mind for me initially was that there's, I think, their sense of, of purpose in life. Um, I think that, um, you know, I, I've had the good fortune of having a lot of money and and then not having a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the joke is, well, I've, you know, I've I've done both, and I prefer having money, sure. which is, you know, I think everybody would answer that. But I think there, uh, I can also say that I've had the experience of of having money but being miserable and um or being delusional uh which i think uh you know our egos can can do strange things to us and uh, at the end of one's life um i think that uh if you've suddenly realized that you you didn't spend the time with your family and your friends and you didn't do the things that were really important to you and that you spent your time uh making money and making more money and accumulating more stuff um, that can feel a little hollow. And I think that can lead to a life of regrets. I think that that might be it right there is, is regret. And what an awful thing that is to get to the end of a life and to feel regretful about the way that you lived it or how you allocated your resources and your time and your money. Yeah. Um, I, so it's sort of a big question, but I mean, what's at risk for the individual is that what's at risk for society in, 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 I don't know that we're trying to solve that necessarily, but (laughs) I, I mean, I think it's such an important thing. And I, I spend a lot of time talking to people about this is that you need to clarify and crystallize what you or what your personal values are, because that's the lens through which you're going to see the world and you're going to view your personal success that way. And you're going to spend your time and your money based on those values and if you're not being intentional about it well then you'll let society imprint its values on you and today's society i think really just holds 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 money um and and accumulation of it probably as 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 one of the highest i don't think that's a healthy thing and that's what we're talking about i think yeah absolutely i think uh 
that's uh, that's great advice, George. I think that that insight is that, you know, I think you have to li- live your deepest values. And, you know, uh, a mentor of mine says to me that, you know, hey, what else is there really? You know, if you're not living it, if you're living, then you're living somebody else's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So being intentional about that. Yeah. And, and I think that that's all fine and well. So I think that... <laughs> It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's nice for people that are in a position to, to be able to have these conversations. But I think that so many Americans are fortunate enough to be able to sit back and say, okay, you know, I'm, I have a roof over my head. I'm, I, I, my family is healthy. I'm able to have these kinds of conversations, not only internally, but with my family as well. Mm-hmm. How does, how does gratitude fit in? Well, I'm, I'm glad you asked that, George, because I think that's, even more fundamental than what we described previously with true wealth, because I think gratitude um, expands your awareness of what wealth is. Um, and uh, in our view of gratitude, um, we've tried to parse it uh, in a little more detail than I think most have. And uh, I think when most people think of gratitude, they think, well, I appreciate this, I appreciate my family, my home things like that. So it's really about, you know, what benefits them, what, what they appreciate in that sense. Uh, we take it uh, down to a more fundamental level, I believe, which is it begins with respect. And it, and even more fundamental than that, it, it begins with self-respect. And I think that um, if you're, uh, if you start at that level, you realize that much of your internal dialogue is not as respectful to oneself as, as it can be. Uh, I think if you have a, uh, um, kind of a strong self-image, maybe it's, maybe that's not, that's not so, but I think all of us from time to time can beat ourselves up. And, uh, if, if you begin with self-respect, then you, you hold yourself up to a high standard of, you know, I, you know, I'm, I can be a good person. I can be generous in spirit. I can be loving and kind. Uh, I don't have to be mean-spirited like so much of society is. I don't have to be selfish. I can be different. And from there, then, appreciation for even the smallest things, uh, I think, becomes much easier. And uh, I always say to people, if you can appreciate the small things, you've immediately become wealthier. You may not have more money, but you become wealthier because it's that appreciation that is the hidden joy of life. And uh, it's that joy of life that's the starting point for uh, greater insight, greater development, greater self-knowledge, if you will. And ultimately, it leads to becoming a more generous person. And that's, if you think back when I was talking about true wealth, I talked about contribution and the joy of of um, contributing to the well-being of others, I think that's the highest form of gratitude, which is generosity. Well, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, and I had the, we've all been on an airplane before, and we know that that we need to make sure that that our um, that our oxygen mask is safely secured before we help other people. Is that sort of what you're talking about? Make sure that 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 you have self-respect. Um, but is it that that you make sure that that that, that you like and value 
yourself or, or am, am I looking too deep into that? No, no, no. I think, uh, I think you're on, you're, you're, you're right on, on that. I think it's, I think if you have self-respect, a deep self-respect, then you realize that you owe it to yourself and to those closest to you to be the best you can be in, in all ways, in all facets, in terms, especially from a moral ethical standpoint, but also from the standpoint of, uh, of kind of your personal capabilities of realizing your potential as a human being. I think you realize that you were, we, I think we all know deep in our heart, in our hearts that we can do better, that we can be better, a better version of ourselves. And, you know, what's our, what's our motivation to do that? I think, you know, if you're looking for external motivation for that, well, I guess you could say you can make more money or get more achievement or more recognition. But in the long run, um, it's my belief that those can be, um, uh, uh, I don't know, the word that came to mind is shallow. I don't mean to be judgmental about it, but they could be uh, ephemeral, let's say. They, they could be transitory, I think. For deep meaning to occur, you do it for intrinsic reasons because in part that's your purpose, is to be the best you can be for the benefit of others, really, and yourself, sure. And if, if I may, please, if I may, and I know you, and I'm sorry to interrupt. No, it's you, okay. No, I apologize for that. But I, I think that's, you know, I'll, I'll just mention one, a third element that we focus on, which is leadership. And one of our first principle of leadership is to lead yourself. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the tie in, you know, being the best you can be. Um, if you can lead yourself well, then, you are put yourself in position to lead by example, which is the strongest form of leadership. Totally agree. One of the major problems that I think that as a society that we're, we, we need to get in front of is how few of us actually like the work that we're doing. And so that number gets smaller and smaller with the people that actually find meaning in their work. Mm-hmm. And everything that we're talking about of having a sense of self-respect and 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 becoming the best possible version of ourselves, I almost feel like that's a non-starter. So, how how would you counsel people? Is it a matter of changing people's perspective on the work that we're on the work that they're doing? If if somebody feels like they're not necessarily having a great impact, they're just going through the motions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, let me take a stab at that, George. Um, and uh, as I understand your question, um, you know, I think uh, financial advisors um, have a great opportunity and a great privilege to work with other people and to help people. And historically, you know, I, I started when, you know, uh, computations were done on a calculator. So that maybe dates me. <laughs> but... Uh, but, you know, nowadays with uh, robo-advice, um, you know, a lot of what advisors typically provided, which was their value add, uh, is free. You know, people can find it online and they can get it for free. And um, I think that part of the business is commoditized, but the, uh, it opens up the opportunity for relationships to be the key and to develop that intimacy and to um, transcend your own ego 
uh, and be of service to other people. And I think that that role, that opportunity has is is evergreen. Uh, I believe that uh, kind of the nature of artificial intelligence is that the human element is going to be difficult to replace and certainly difficult to program in a uh, in a uh, computer. But I think that uh, advisors, uh, because they have an opportunity to meet regularly with clients, and they have an opportunity, if they choose to, to get to know clients and to be facilitators in clients' lives, to facilitate a client's own self-discovery and their own realization of what it is that matters to them, I think advisors are in, in an ideal position to help other people. I like it. There's one of my favorite words is arete, and um, there's not necessarily a, an English equivalent to it other than virtue, and mm-hmm. it means that what I can be, I must be, and talking about being the best possible version of yourself, and what is it that, that motivates you to keep doing that and, 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 and to keep driving there, and I think it almost has to be an internal thing versus an ex- external thing, which is everything that you've been talking about. For somebody that that is in the in the discovery process of this, you're you're helping them along this 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 process. How do you coach them to to finally to 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 get to that point of realizing this is really what my main drivers are? This is why I get up early in the morning and and do things that necessarily I don't like necessarily, but it's serving the greater purpose of what I'm trying to accomplish. Uh, it begins with gratitude. So we, we start with gratitude. We start with the realization that uh, uh, we live in a, in a world where there's a lot of uncertainty, there's a lot of complexity, and uh, there aren't good role models, there aren't, um, there's a lot of chaos in the world. And so what can we do to counter that? It's mostly between our ears. It's mostly our mindset, and that begins with gratitude. Uh, and then, if you see the world through the lens of gratitude and true wealth, and um, accept the challenge of leadership, uh, which you know, I always say to people, "If not you, then who?" Uh, if you accept that, then I think you're well on your way. And uh, um, you don't necessarily need me or our training. Uh, there, there are plenty of people that are shining a light on the paths that are are out there. Uh, we have our own version of it, and we'll, you know we've had good success with the people we've worked with. But I think it's it's a transition from um, you know greed and and uh, selfishness to seeing that uh, the greatest joys and the greatest. Uh, opportunities are to be working with other people and helping them and making the world a better place. I love it. I think that that is great. Well, Ron, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Begin in gratitude. Again, that is great stuff that definitely gets... Come on. Come on. And Ron, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Um, yeah, website uh, empoweredwealth.com um, yeah, email me ron at empoweredwealth.com uh, but George thank you so much for giving me this opportunity 
to talk about my work. So I appreciate it very much and best wishes to you. I appreciate that. At Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, shall run your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to empoweredwealth.com. You can reach out to him via email as well. I definitely encourage you to do that. Thank you again, Ron. Thank you, George. Have a great day. Uh, Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on.